Glory to God. Come on, we worship you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you, God. God, I thank you, Lord, that it's not only just a distant thing, Father, but we can taste and see of your goodness. We can stand in the presence of your power, God. We can feel the depths of your mercy, God, and experience your love, and experience your love, God. So we do worship you. We honor you this morning. I thank you, God, that where your spirit is, there is liberty, God. So we stand in that very same liberty that is provided by the spirit and in the freedom and whom the son Jesus has provided for whom the son sets free is free indeed, God. So we're free to exalt you. We're free to lift up our hands and bless the name of Jesus publicly, privately, individually, corporately, God. So we thank you. Thank you, God, for liberty in you, for liberty in Christ Jesus. God, and we do bless you. We love you. We love you. Oh, we love you. We love you. In this day, God, we honor you. We honor you. We appreciate you. Come on. Can someone just say, Lord, I love you? And you could just blow a kiss to him, God. We blow our kisses to you. And even as we worship you, that's blowing a kiss to you, God. So we thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. And Lord, even as we continue, God, in your presence, Lord, I thank you for your word this morning that will bring about revelation, that will bring about transformation, God, your light. Your word is a light unto our feet, God, and a lamp unto our path. So we thank you for your direction by your spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher, and we just yield to you, God. We tune to you, to your flow in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, abounding grace, family, worship center, those that are locally, those that are regionally, those that are abroad. I want to personally say welcome to you. Welcome this day. And on behalf of our leadership, our founders, our overseers, our pastoral team, God, our, our ministry, elders, uh, deacons, ministers, and just the whole family, we just say welcome. And thank you for joining us today. And if you don't know, my name is Sir Walter Scott III. Uh, as I'm pastor here, I was going to say serving and have the privilege, uh, but I do serve and have the privilege of serving here as pastor at Abounding Grace Family Worship Center. And uh, I'm glad to be able to do it. It's my joy. And so uh, I'm just full this morning. And I guess so, since we've been talking about fulfillment uh, for the past month, and, and I should rightfully be so, and you should too, because that's what uh, God has set us up for, to be able to walk in fulfillment. So today, it'll kind of kind of link a little bit to it, but today we're beginning a new series, which I'm going to share in just a little bit, uh, but we're going to be talking about worth, and I'm going to explain what that is. So my assignment, I'm going to kind of set some things up as an introduction, and then I have some specific things to be able to share Uh, today, Uh, but we're going to be expanding upon this uh, idea and this concept and this revelation of work, because uh, from what I've been kind of seeing and noticing, I don't even want to get ahead of myself, but I know that it's something that God does and it's something that we see Jesus do, and so as we view it and as we come to understand it, we'll be able to work in the same manner as God and like Jesus. How about that? How about that? And so Jesus was able to fulfill some things because he worked in a certain manner. He worked in a certain fashion. 
Okay, so that's good. That's good. I'm a, I'm a, that's a little, app, a little teaser right there. So, so here we go. Let me kind of start with this and let's just kind of go. So what I'm going to be doing, even over the course of this month and probably even some next month as well, is going to be like from heaven to earth, earth to heaven. We'll be touching on some things that, that are spiritual and natural and marrying them together. And it's going to be all good because we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are of another kingdom. We are of another operating system. And so that's how we're going to be uh, ministering, uh, you know, this, 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 this word here. And, we'll, and I'll explain why it's important. But uh, this was not the inspiration of the series. Of course, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, is leading and guiding. And so I really want to uh, uh, pace, you know, myself here. And so I want to start this actually, this article I uh, came across because it's a fairly recent article. And it's from this new source called Reuters. It's one of the new sources that I visit uh, from time to time because I find it to be, as much as it can be, one of the most neutral, uh, you know, neutral, uh, uh, neutral news sources. So it's not about trying to present a certain agenda for the most part. Uh, they're just presenting information and facts here. And so this was an article on July 2nd. And it talks about, and the title of it is U.S. Employment Likely Accelerated in June as Companies Boost Perks. So we know that there's uh, employment reports that come about uh, on a monthly and even quarterly uh, basis here. So I'm just, it's a actually lengthy article, but I'm just going to read some excerpts which I pulled from it. And so it says this, U.S. job growth likely picked up in June as companies desperate to boost production and services amid booming demand, raised wages, and offered incentives to lure millions of reluctant unemployed, reluctant unemployed, reluctant unemployed Americans back into the labor force. The Labor Department's closely watched employment report on Friday, so this past Friday, uh, will likely show that the economy closed the second quarter with strong growth momentum following a reopening made possible by vaccination against COVID-19. And so it said more than 150 million people are fully immunized, leading to pandemic-related restrictions on businesses and mask mandates being lifted. Now it said, despite the anticipated acceleration in hiring, so they anticipated an acceleration in hiring, it said employment gains would probably still be less than the million or more per month that economists and others had been forecasting at the beginning of the year. And then here's a quote here, and I'm gonna finish with this, a quote by Sung Wang Sun, professor of finance and economics at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. They said this quote here, and the article goes on, but I, I stop here. And it says this quote, they say this, there are jobs, quote unquote, there are jobs, but workers are not there. There are jobs, but workers are not there. So what they're talking about, economists are predicting employment. And so you've been seeing this as well. Uh, if you're like me, you've been driving around and you've been seeing now hiring, now hiring signs up all over the place. And so this quote, this uh, person says again, there are jobs, but workers are not there. Uh, but somebody say, I am a worker. <laughs> I'm a worker. Point to yourself and say, I'm a worker. All right, so here we go. Remember, let me tie this in before we springboard into this. So remember Jesus. 
filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, and he was praying there. While he was there, he was strengthened, right? He was strengthened, came out in power, came out in power, then went to the synagogue as his, was, as his custom, then was handed to him the book of Isaiah, then Jesus found in the scripture where it was written of him that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he described what the Spirit of the Lord was upon him for, as well as the anointing of what it was upon him for. And then he closed the book or rolled up the scroll, handed it back, and then told the people, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. And then after Jesus read that, what did he do? He went to work to fulfill what was said about him, to fulfill the heart and desire and mission and plan and purposes of the Lord that God had given him for the redemption of the world. And so we experience, even to this day, the work of Jesus. Oh, and Jesus did, Jesus did work. Jesus put in work. Come on. <laughs> Jesus was about that life. And so, uh, in like fashion and like manner, we're going to invest some time and we're going to Love and view Jesus and how he worked because as he was on earth, so are we. And that's in love. And that's uh, one of the letters that John wrote, <laughs> uh, that quote there. Okay, so here we go. The title of this series, for those that want to know, is, is Time to Work. Can someone just say that right now? Say, Time to Work. Time to Work. And I'm going to explain uh, what that concept is, but I want you to turn with me just to John chapter 5. I'm going to give you the specific verses in just a little bit, but you know I want to provide some context before we springboard into some revelation here, all right? So John chapter 5, I just kind of hold your marker there. Um, I'm going to share with you, and we're all familiar with this. Most of us are familiar with this uh, scripture right here and this occurrence and this true event that happened. This isn't just a story, but this is a report of a true event that happened in history in time. Got it? Okay. So now there was this man at the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda. <laughs> this man at the pool of Bethesda. We know that. He had been laying for years. And then of course we know, check this out, we know that a certain time periods there would be an angel that was sent on assignment to stir the waters, right? At the pool. And whoever would get in first would receive healing. <laughs> Whoever would get in first would receive it. I just got excited because I know there's going to be some healing that takes place today. Okay, so whoever would get in first would receive healing. And so now Jesus comes along, Jesus on assignment, right? Jesus on assignment. He wasn't just there by accident. He wasn't just there by accident. So now you can imagine him walking into this place and you got all these lame people. So imagine the spiritual environment of what that that pool must have looked like. And I know many people are going to be going to pools and already swimming in pools and it's a bunch of celebration and like, yeah, but this is like one of them kind of pool situations where it's like, ugh. They would get excited for a moment because they see the water stirring up and be like, ah, I missed it. So there was more despair than anything. But now here Jesus comes along, sees this man specifically, calls him out amongst everybody else and then says, hey, do you want to be made well? Now, what does this man do? This man immediately begins to come up with an excuse. And he begins to say, hey, you know what? It's like, ah. And, and he didn't even say yes. <laughs> he said, 
I have no one to put me in the water. Every time, every time, uh, you know, the, the angel begins to stir the water, I'm paraphrasing, every time the angel begins to stir the water, I, in essence, I'm not able to get there because I'm lame, I'm dilapidated, and no one, no man is able to put me in the water. Now, mind you, he's giving this response to a question that Jesus didn't even ask. Jesus asks him, do you want to be made well? Jesus got, got straight to the point. He just got straight to the point. But this is where we might find people where this man's condition is. And so we want to be mindful of this as well. So now remember how they said this, even in that news report, that it was reluctant Americans that, that don't want to be employed right now. Many reluctant Americans that won't, don't want to be employed. So now this man wasn't necessarily reluctant, but he had some issues. He wasn't reluctant, but he was in a rut. Ah, that's why we're talking about work, because even when we're talking about this, somebody has to get out of a rut. So now how it starts here, I started looking at this, and I believe the Lord just began to kind of just show me some things from a different perspective here. It's like, hey, we, we often work based upon ritual. We do this. We go to work, and it's based upon ritual. And it's kind of like uh, Monday through Friday, and many people wake up on a Monday and be like, uh, it's Monday, and we got to have coffee. Don't talk to me until I have my coffee in the morning. And we go through the ritual of work. And then over a protracted period of time, it may seem exciting at the beginning, but then we get used to it. And then all of a sudden, that ritual now puts us in a situation where we find ourselves in a rut where we start to do things cyclical and we can't get out and there's no growth and there's no development and there's no hope for the future we are stuck because no man is putting us to a place where we feel like we need to be and so oftentimes we might look at men we might look at a supervisor and be like oh man I just need somebody to help me get to where I need to go rituals Ritually doing things. And so the ritual part there was the angel would kind of show up and be like, as a ritual basis, the angel would show up and stir the waters from a periodic time. And so this person was caught in ritual and then he wound up getting into a rut. And so then that became his excuse. And now think about it. How many times I know I've been there where you've been in a rut and you kind of do something over and over again, even though there's a side of you that's thinking, oh man, and you're looking at your results and be like, man, I think there should be something different. But if you start to look back at your ritual, you might come to understand that you're in a rut and something has to change. And so I believe that Jesus, and I don't believe it, I know it, Jesus is showing up in our lives to say, hey, do you want to be made well? And then I also believe that he's inviting us to another question that, uh, and another invitation I'm going to share uh, uh, later, but I'm like, Lord, I thank you, God, that we are coming out of ritual and that we are coming out of ruts and into work. Come on. Because some people, I know some people, there's a sense of dissatisfaction. It's like, God, I know that there is more than this. And so, <laughs> and so Jesus tells us, asks this man, do you want to be made well? And then he begins to give his excuse. He begins to give his legit reasons that seem legitimate, but the Lord was coming something that was beyond just natural. 
even though it was a supernatural occurrence that was taking place with the angel stirring the water, Jesus was just presenting himself and just saying, hey, you know, when I show up, the time is right. When I show up, I got work to do that has to be revealed to you. Because I'm showing up to reveal some things to you. That's what Jesus does. Jesus shows up with revelation. So that way we can come. That was part of the work to reveal some things that were already ordained and set up for the kingdom. So now let me give you the acronym for what work is or at least what work, at least for this part uh, the acronym that I want to present to you for what work is. The W is working. The O is opportunities. The R is reveal. The K is king. So I'm going to put in a sentence format. Time to work for opportunities to reveal the king. Time to work for opportunities to reveal the king. Now it's a heavy and it's a loaded concept because even on our natural jobs, we still work for opportunities to reveal that which is of the kingdom. Ah, yeah, okay. So even on that job, so even as we talked about the unemployment stuff, uh, even as we talked about the unemployment article, I know many of you, as a matter of fact, most that I understand to many members of a Boundary Grace Family Worship Center did not lose employment. And so can we just pause for a moment and can we just thank God for just blessing us and providing for us? And even if businesses may have been kind of a little tight or crunchy or whatever the case may be, God still provided. So come on, just take a moment right now. Say, Lord, I thank you for my job. Oh, somebody, somebody said that truly. And some of you are like, ooh, you kind of had a thought run past. Nope, let's say it again. Lord, I thank you for my job. And God, I thank you for my work. Okay, so now Jesus, back to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is telling this man, do you want to be made well? And then Jesus told the man, we know this, rise. So Jesus said it, rise, take up your bed and walk. Mm. Rise, take up your bed and walk. Now that's just powerful because this has been a man that has been lame for 38 years. Hadn't been able to walk. But Jesus told him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Man, so now imagine other people that were around there seeing this and an angel hadn't stirred the water. And now this man that has been there for years, getting up out of the rut based upon the word of the Lord that told him to rise, take up your bed and walk. Beyond ritual, God spoke to him a word. He took it up and then he started carrying the bed that he had been laying on or the mat that he had been laying on for years, for decades. Now, here's the thing about it. There were some religious people that saw that and they were like, hey, what are you doing? There's no working on, on the Sabbath because this was the Sabbath. This man was carrying his bed, right? So that was work. He was working on the Sabbath, Jesus was working, spoke a word to him, the man was healed. The man picks up his mat and began walking out of the place where he had been in a rut, where he had been stuck. Now he's getting up out of that because it takes work to get up out of that, right? So even on the day when the religious people said, ah, you're not supposed to be working. What are you doing working? And then he was like, well, 
There's this man that told me, rise, take up my bed and walk. And I got healed, and so I'm doing it. He told me to work, so I'm working. So Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. The man said, hey, this man, because he didn't know it was Jesus at the time. He said, this man told me, rise, take up my bed and walk. And then the, the religious people said, who was it that told you, rise, take up your bed and walk? We got it three times. These people repeating what Jesus said and trying to figure out what's going on. But it was time to work. Jesus is like, look, I have to work for this opportunity to reveal the king, not just what the angel is doing to stir up the waters, but I need to reveal something that is beyond what these people have, uh, have created as a bondage, the Sabbath. So they were rebuking this man. So now here we go. John chapter 5, verse 16. <laughs> for this reason, for this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But verse 17, but Jesus answered them, my father has been what? Working. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Can somebody say that together with me? My father has been working until now, and I have been working. There is no unemployment in the kingdom of God. None. No unemployment. Everybody has work to do. Everybody must work for an opportunity to reveal the king on your job, in your family, in the workplace, in your business, wherever you go, we have work to do. Okay, so here we go. Therefore, the Jews, uh, hold up, let me just stop right there. Work. <laughs> let me explain this. The Greek definition the Greek definition here is agorizomai. Agorizomai. <laughs> and so what it means, it means to work. It means to labor or to do work. That's one definition. All right, here's another one. We're going to get here, but we're going to take our time. Another one. To trade. To make gains by trading. Or, quote, unquote, do business. Another definition means to do, work out, exercise, perform, commit, to cause, to exist, or produce. And then the last definition here means to work for, to earn by working, or to acquire. So that's one connotation of there when we're talking about work. So in other words... Jesus said, my father has been working, meaning that he's been doing things. He's been doing things. He's been working out some stuff. He's been committed to some things. And the father has been working up until now, and I have been working. Woo, what you working on, what you working on, what you working on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be working right in this season, so that way we're working on the right stuff, not just not just works and look like we're doing something, but it's the right works that God has called us to. All right, so here we go. Verse 18, therefore the Jews sought all the more, all the more to kill him. 
Come on, how extreme is that? Jesus just worked a miracle. But because he caused another man to get up out of a rut, because he, he uh, seemingly stepped on what they thought was the right thing, which wasn't. They didn't have the right revelation. Jesus had to let them know. It's like, look, tech, I'm actually Lord of the Sabbath. He shared that with them another time, and they got offended. But they sought to kill him because not only because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Mm. Then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son of man can do nothing of himself. Oh, that's a work principle right there. The son of man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. And I'm going to stop at verse 20 for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him. Say those two words, greater works, greater works, greater works than these that you may marvel. Oh, my goodness. Somebody say time to work. Time to work. I know it might seem kind of counter uh, intuitive because we're talking about work, but it's, 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 it's so what God does when many people are thinking about getting away from work. Here, God is like, hey, time to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're just talking beyond nine to five, although it'll include that as well. But I'm telling you, there's some things that God says, hey, I'm still working. Even though it's already finished and it's already fulfilled, like Jesus said, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing, but he still went to work. And he says, yep, this is what the Father wants. This is what the Father already says. It's already fulfilled. Now let's get it done. Let's get it done. So now, whatever I see the Father do, that's what I'm doing. Oh, that's a work principle. That's a work principle. So now, what you and I have to do, we have to work differently. That's what we're zeroing in on specifically for today, working differently. Somebody say, I must, I shall work differently. I shall work differently. So now, work is not only a word that describes process or effort, it also describes the result. <laughs> we work for something to work. Oh, that's good. Or to operate properly. So it's dual fold. It's, 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 it's manifold. There's levels to this. But again, work is not only a word that describes the process or effort, but it also describes the result. So now when... Something doesn't work when something doesn't work because we know that sometimes, even if we start about it in the natural, check this out. Is there something, uh, it could even be a small things, but sometimes we might have things, you know, in a home that might not be working properly or, <laughs> or out of order. <laughs> That's more than just that. So sometimes, sometimes when something is not working properly or something is out of order, it can just be an indicator for us to pay attention to reflect in our own life to see, hey, is there something that's not working properly? Or is there something that is out of order in our own life? Is there something that's not working? It's a great time to evaluate that. It's a great time to ask that question. Hey, you know, and I know many people, McDonald's has been notorious for 
and, and I don't go there, but you know, I hear about it so much. Uh, I, I guess, what is it, they're Frosties, they're whatever their kind of ice cream machine is notorious across the nation for not working. And of course, there's some reasons why, but it's some su su supply uh, stuff that's just off in that regards. But needless to say, uh, and many people joke about that part, but then we can joke about what's not working in, in something else. But now let's bring it back to us. Is there something that's not working? Does somebody have something going off in their home right now that says chirp? Meaning that your smoke alarm needs a new battery. Does somebody have a light? Oh, Lord. Does somebody have a light going on in the car that's, that has that little oil thing that's red and says, hey, you need to put some more oil in this vehicle before I shut down on you? Yeah. Sometimes when we see stuff like that, we be like, man, hold up. I, I understand that part. But, Lord, let me just let me just check. Am I in order? <laughs> Is there something even out of my own life that I'm not paying attention to the sign or to the indicator or to the signal? Sometimes there could be some stuff even in our bodies, and then we just kind of just keep going through it when the body's trying to tell us something. It's like, hey, no, something's out of order. You need to pay attention. Don't just keep running. And then this, because, and then this becomes something greater than what it needs to be. So when something is not working, what you want to do is as much as you can, at least address it and find out what the situation is. Time to go to work so that way you can get some revelation on what it is. And God will show that in his love. He'll, he'll say, hey, you know, this, that, and be like, okay, that's good. Okay, thank you, Lord. But then he'll say, okay, now let's get to work on it. <laughs> and in the process of us working it out, he and his ways gets revealed. Okay, so now. Even when we think about it for something that's not working, and this is a strong sense, but what we have a tendency to do, we stick with things that don't work out of comfort or complacency. That's strong. But sometimes we just get comfortable and then it's like, ah, I don't feel like working on that right now. How many times have we said that? I don't feel like working on that right now. And then we just let it sit there. Let it sit there, and then it sits there so much to a point that it just now becomes normal. Even though it's out of order, even though it's not normal, it's been that way for so long, either out of comfort or complacency. Sometimes it's comfortable for us to not work on it. Or we just get complacent and say, hey, man, you know, it takes too much work. <laughs> and God said, no, it's time to work because in that working, uh, oh, my gosh, you get there's revelation in the work. There's revelation in the work, right? So now, this is, this is an extreme situation, but I was driving yesterday and just caught wind of this. I believe that the Lord just kind of showed it to me. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, from even a national perspective, I'm like, Lord, that is so strong. Remember, when something is breaking, it can also be broken. It can also be an indication of what might be going on, whether personal life or societal, whatever the case may be. But within the past week, maybe two, Y'all remember, um, I didn't realize that these two events were back to back, but the Lord was just kind of showing me even on national news uh, in Washington, D.C., there was a pedestrian bridge that collapsed after being struck. So thankfully, no one was, was, was killed in that one, but it was like, oh, man, a pedestrian bridge. And of course, I frequent D.C., uh, and so pedestrian bridges, it's a bridge that people walk over to get to the other side. So instead of trying to walk through traffic, no, they walk over it. 
So they walk over uh, the jams and stuff that, that could, you know, be harmful. But that bridge collapsed. And then, of course, we know about the horrifying event that recently occurred in Miami with a condo collapsing. And so I was like, okay, Lord, what, what, what is going on? What, what, what is happening even in our nation? What's not working right? And then where can we as the body of Christ be a bridge where people can walk? Because what we are to be as a kingdom, we are the bridge for people that don't know God. And it's like, okay, so now just even from a broad perspective as a church, it's like, hey, make sure we work differently and that we don't get caught up in ritual and that we don't get caught up in a rut. No, but instead that we rise up and it's like, okay, God, I thank you, Lord. Help me, help me to understand how do I need to work and operate differently? Because I don't want to be stuck. And then you get caught up in frustration and be like, God, I keep hearing these, these words and things of that nature. But no, in that work, it begins to change us. We begin to grow and develop. So uh, that's why it's time to go to work because there's things that the Lord wants to reveal to us in the midst of us working. Mm. So now, with that, one of the things that I want to encourage you, and I've already been talking about it, but identify <laughs> one thing that is not working in the natural. And one thing that you can kind of see is like, oh, God, I thank you for showing me that even in the spirit, whether it's relationally or whatever the case may be, emotionally, spiritually, something that needs to be working properly and either focus your efforts to work to repair it or release it. So once you identify, if it can be repaired, repair it. If it's something that's just old and just flat out it can't be repaired anymore, then just release it. And then sometimes it's just time for an upgrade. <laughs> All right? But remember, as we're praying this, I'm going to keep saying this more and more because it was just revelation to me. The solution is in the spirit. When we're talking about work, the solution is in the spirit. And so one of the things, you know, I was even thinking about just for a moment. And, you know, I, you know uh, these two, two gentlemen, I was like, man, they're so solution oriented. You know, even with Elder Gary and, and Pastor Gabriel, you know, if it might be something that might be off. Or, 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 or whatever the case may be, they'll be like, nah, you know, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Even with some technical stuff, Pastor Gabriel, you know, I mentioned something, he'll be like, nah, you know, I want to work till it's right. <laughs> it's like, no, this has to be done the, the right way. It's like, man, you know what? But that's spiritual. The solution is in the spirit. So now with that statement, that means if something is off, we can't be the ones that's just stuck in complacency or complaining. Many people love to complain about something that ain't working. And that's the easiest thing to do instead of being part of the solution. But what you and what I, what we have access to is to be able to ascend higher. To be able to ascend higher and be like, okay, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you've been working up until now and I've been working. We know Jesus finished his earthly ministry, but guess what? He's still working, interceding at the right hand of the Father. For us, as we continue in these works, in these greater works, right? So now the solution is in the spirit. So when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's like, Lord, and what we have to do, there's moments where we just kind of have to sit in the spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, and then let him begin to reveal some things to us. 
It's like, God, I thank you, Lord, that because praying in the Spirit is, 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 that's our work. That's our work. God, I thank you that as, even as I pray in the Holy Ghost, and I thank you, Lord, that, you, that I'm going to pause and sit and then allow you begin to speak to me. I know something uh, recently was like, hey, you know, I need this information. And I was like, hold up, let me, let me, let me, let me pray in the Holy Ghost. So I did. I was like, because then you can't, sometimes you have to turn off notifications of other stuff so you can actually be focused enough. <laughs> so you can be focused enough to work. Now, nah, we're not talking about multitasking, but it's like, Lord, I thank you, God, that you're going to speak to me. So I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And then he began to reveal some things. And I'm like, okay, let me begin to write down. All right, this is what it's going to be to do. And this is what it's going to look like. And this is what the goal is. And this is what the objective is. It's like, okay, got it. Yeah. It's like, whoo, thank you, Lord. And it didn't take as long as me if I, or if I would have just kept procrastinating. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. No, it's like, hey, you know what? No. There's been enough time already when it was requested. So let me just let me just take some moments now and pray in the Holy Ghost. And then boom, answers came, was able to send it back out. I was like, God, I like working like this. This is the difference in how we're just going to be able to work in this season. So now the solution is in the spirit. Guess what else takes work? Marriage takes work. The solution is in the spirit. <laughs> ministry takes work, the solution is in the spirit. Whatever might be going on in your business, the solution is in the spirit. Managing for those that are managers and supervisors, and it's like, well, man, how can I lead these people? How can I do this and do that? Guess what? The solution is in the spirit. Home, vehicle ownership, my goodness, does it take work? Yes. Stuff that men build will break down. <laughs> but then does it take work to... Upkeep and maintain, absolutely, but the solution is in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us in this regard. So again, we must work differently. Somebody say, I shall, I must, I will <laughs> work differently. Okay, so here we go. Do not expect exploits. Or do not expect to work exploits and to do the supernatural through normal means. Through normal means. So here we go with that meaning there. God worked the invisible to manifest the visible. He worked the invisible to manifest the visible. Y'all know when he was working, right? At the point of creation, we know this. We have a record of God saying this, and God said, and the Bible even says this, that the things which are seen were made of things which were not seen. So that's a huge way. And even driving in on the way here, the Lord was like, hey, it's time to work. <laughs> Just reminding me, it's time to work on an opportunity for you, for me to work on an opportunity to reveal the king. And God is even working on opportunities to reveal himself in me working. So one of the things he began to share with me, he was like, hey, open your mouth and just begin to speak and then allow that word to go to work, to create. 
I was like, oh, yeah, God. So I was just singing, and I was just worshiping. It was kind of like a prayer worship because I was, like, singing out a prayer. And I was, like, as some, I was just listening to some stuff with my earbuds, and I was just singing out a prayer. And I was like, yeah, God, I thank you for this manifesting and that manifesting. And, and it was just a joyous moment. Because another thing that I started singing in the midst, I was like, God, you saw it and you said it, so I see it and I say it. And then that very singing, and it was almost kind of like that we were singing together, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's some revelation, and there's some strength, because he started showing uh, and just bringing back to mind some of the things that were spoken, some of the things that were already said as a confirmation, but he was like, no, Begin to get it in your mouth and work with that. So I started singing it and then saying it. But now I already know what I saw is something that's already fulfilled. But now the Lord's like, okay, so now let's continue to work. Continue to pray in the Holy Ghost so I can continue to show you where you need to be at and what you need to do and who you need to talk to. Work differently. If you come to a dead end on something and be like, ah, man, you know what? That's not working. Okay. Don't get frustrated. The Lord now is trying to reveal something about himself or reveal another way. He's like, yeah, I know the angel can stir the water for them. Don't be looking at, oh, man, how come they got angels stirring for water than them? But that didn't happen for me. The Lord's like, can I do something different? Can I do something new? I have a manifold of works. And I want to use you so... Other people can see. It's like, hey, God can get it done by any means necessary. And really, what's cool about that, the Lord was like, man, I want to show up. What we don't want to be is like that man who did not know that it was Jesus. We get all frustrated trying to look for this and look for that. And Jesus was like, hey, do you want to work differently? And then we tell him, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Jesus is like, no, I'm trying to reveal myself to you. I want you to recognize me. I want you to see me. I want you to know me. So that way, as you experience me, then you can do work. <laughs> you can rise up, take up your bed. Oh, and I believe that God, oh, this is good. I believe that God is positioning us and bringing us even to this word because in, an, in, a, in, a, in a time period where, where people might not be expecting you, quote-unquote, of all people, <laughs> to be able to work and to be able to step out and to be able to rise up and walk in some things, the Lord's like, hey, let's work differently. I want you to, I want you to rise up. I want you to ascend. I don't want you to just think common and just to work with just fallen thoughts. I don't want you to just think about how things have always been like that lame man. No, I'm pulling you up out of this rut in the name of Jesus because the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. You and I are open opportunities to reveal the king. Come on. Woo! Somebody say, yes, Lord, I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to walk in this. Lord, this, it's not a dead end because your life. Ah! Even if it looks like the door is closed, even if it looks like a dead end, it's like, oh, I know there's life around the corner because that's just the kind of God that he is. 
The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Mm, time to work differently. There's resources that are available. There are kingdom. So you will sin. God, let me get your thought. Yeah, Lord, I want to be, be made well. Yeah, Lord, I want this to work. Mm. Okay, Lord, so how do I need to work? I know that that worked for somebody else, Lord. But I try to follow that path. That didn't quite work out for me, Lord. So how do I need to work differently? Because you want to reveal. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I'm not frustrating that, Lord. Not, not, not frustrated against that. But, Lord, I thank you, God, now <laughs> for that which you want to show me. See, this is how I think. I don't know how I came to think this. I think I'll finish with this. Oh, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So I remember when I was <laughs> looking for employment, I had I do not advise this, <laughs> but this just happens to be our story. So don't say, hey, that was him. This was just an angel stirring the water, you know, kind of moment. Uh, but Jesus, I believe that, you know, he might have a different order for, for most people. But needless to say, well, I'm not even going to share all that. So I'm not going to share all the ins and outs. I was looking for employment. Let me get to the main part. I was looking for employment. And then I wound up and I found out based upon the letter that I had received. I wind up getting an interview, then I got called for a second interview, and then I got a letter that came back in and said, thank you so much, Sir Walter. Um, there were 60-something applicants, five people got called in for the interview, and you were one of the five, and then two people were selected for the second interview, you were one of the two, but we decided to go with the other person. <laughs> I got that letter. My wife, she, you know, I think she went upstairs, had a moment <laughs> with, with her and the Lord. I got that letter. I took it, posted it up on the refrigerator, said, Lord, I'm getting closer. Even though it looked like a dead end, there was life on the other side. I was like, oh, no, I, I, got, I got to see this differently. I got to work differently. So I continued in my pursuit and in faith. And then sure enough, got a word from the man of God or the ministry that I was a part of and said, hey, God reminded me of your obedience to to follow and to come here, I'm going to bring you on full-time in ministry. Now, that wouldn't have been my natural <laughs> choice. But it was one of those situations where the Lord, I kind of had to throw up my hands on the inside. I was like, oh, God, so this is what it is, huh? And it was like, hey, do you want to be made well? Do you want to work differently? And I'm like, Okay. Let me get out of the excuse game. And even though I'm like, okay, God, let, let me see this. And sure enough, man, it has been a blessing. And it has been a journey ever since <laughs> walking and trusting the Lord, you know, for ministry. But it's like, oh, we got to work differently. So really, with him being resurrection and life, it's not, there is no dead end. As long as you still got breath, there's not a dead end. Truth be told, we as believers do not have a dead end. We have an eternal life end. Ah, <laughs> that's so good. We have an eternal life end. How them old say saints, I think I'm going to run on <laughs> and see what the end's going to be. I'm going to keep on working for the revelation of the king. Oh, this is exciting. So even, so even as things 
uh, might seemingly get darker, and even though the economies might look a certain way, guess what? Because we work differently, because we work differently, even though something might seem like the, 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 the wells may have dried up, the Lord will begin to direct us and say, hey, okay, I need you to go here because I got some provision here for you. I need you to go here. I need you to work here because now I got some ravens to feed you. Or I got a widow to take care of you. Or I got, I got another opportunity here. I'm going to keep revealing myself to you. So now, again, back to the assignment. Let's identify. Okay, Lord, first of all, if there's just something that's been broke, <laughs> you know, in the home, I know, I know some, some of the ladies might be tapping their husband right now and be like, see, uh-huh, listen to, listen, to listen to the man of God. Listen to that word, babe, and somebody like, yes, Lord, I've been praying. Then just know this, that God will still provide, because sometimes stuff will be like, oh, man, because sometimes it'll be complacence or comfort or it could be a little concern. Be like, man, I don't know how this is going to get paid for. God got it. He does. God got it. So you could just say that right now. Say, and don't even get mad because sometimes arguments get started over this stuff. No, don't, don't, let, don't get jaded and let arguments get started over this stuff. Be together in this thing. It's like, no, we're going to work together, babe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. That's good. That's good. That's good. So time to work. Time to work. Time to work. And I'm telling you, there's going to be so many things that takes place, but God is going to begin to reveal opportunities and creative ways uh, for you as well. Amen. Glory to God. Hmm. This is what I want you to do. I know this sounds a little funny because I know we're virtual and I can't see you, but I just kind of heard this word right here for you to stand up as we get ready to pray, for you to rise up. That's a prophetic gesture. That's a prophetic act for you to stand up. Because mm. didn't we even sing about it? Uh, Pastor Gabriel and Minister Marlena sung that song talking about how we stood in the presence of his power. So I just believe even as we do that, and prophetic acts are important. Let me just share this even before we get ready to pray. I was on the phone with a pastor friend. We were just reconnecting and just kind of uh, uh, iron sharpening iron. And so we were just conversating, and then we were praying. And I was on my back porch, and, and it was a couple of days ago, and it was just like um, uh, rain and thunder and a couple of bit of lightning. And so it was some significance to that. But I was just on the back porch and I was just kind of praying and we were just praying together, just praying in the Holy Ghost. And then I remember the Lord immediately. I just, I was getting ready to uh, go back. I was getting ready to go inside because I thought it was too loud for the noise outside. So I'm getting ready to go back inside and the Lord said, no, go out in the rain and pray. So I said, I was going this way and I turned immediately right back around. And then I just began to just as the rains, because he was telling me, he was like, look, as the heavens have broken open, even as you pray, it'll be in like fashion. So I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, and I'm praying uh, even in the natural language, and I'm just getting soaked, and I'm just laughing and praying, and the person on the other end, and I'm telling him what's going on, and man, he was like, oh, rah, rah. and so man, we were just going for it. I was like, yeah, God. And I wore a shirt that said, live, move, be. And in red, it said, love. And I was like, oh, God, this is just so prophetic and so significant. And then I'm coming back and I'm drenched. Yes, they were waterproof earbuds. Thank you, Lord. But I'm drenched. And I was like, oh, my God. That prayer was so powerful. 
And I'm telling you, it was just a moment I saw it. And he was like, go out there and walk in the rain and pray. And man, I'm getting soaked, right? I'm getting soaked. And so the reason why we're standing, we're standing in his power. But at the same time, if there's anything that has seemed like ritual, if there's anything that has kind of seemed like that it has been a rut, God is saying, hey, stand up, rise up, take up your bed and work. Take up your bed and walk. On my word, it will not collapse. On my word, you don't have to sink as long as you keep your eyes on me. Peter walked on water based upon a word. This man got up, took his bed based upon the word of the Lord, brought spirit and life to him. So now, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that even as we are standing, God, that there was a grace, that there was a supernatural and divine energy to work for opportunities to see you revealed as the king, as the Lord of the Sabbath, as the Lord of our lives in the name of Jesus. Time to work, time to work, time to work. Somebody say that with me, time to work, time to work. Even if you're looking at a situation that's presently before you or seemingly broken, you just speak to it now and just say time to work, time to work. My marriage, time to work. My house, time to work. This oven, time to work. This car, time to work. And I thank you, Lord, for revealing. Come on, rateko. I thank you, God, for revealing and providing in the name of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for your strength coming forth. Time to work differently. Time to work differently. Not the way in which we've done stuff, because some people have gotten into an unproductive routine even in the morning. You're just kind of just scrolling along in life. <laughs> time to work differently. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, ascend, come on, ascend in the spirit, ascend in the Holy Ghost, sit with him. He's got answers. He's got the solution. The solution is in the spirit. God, we bless you for it. For every resource being made available according to your agenda. The spirit of the Lord is upon us to work and the anointing. Now, God, I thank you that this anointing that is even on your word is removing burdens and destroying yokes in minds and in the hearts in the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So be it, God, according to your word. <laughs> Glory to God. One of the things that I want to encourage you, if you have not received Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, or maybe if you've gotten off path, then you need to come into the work of the Lord Jesus Christ that he created for salvation, and there's grace for that. And I want to invite you. I want to tell you that he loves you so much. Maybe you've been kind of doing your own things and caught up in your own works. The Lord says, hey, no, because... That way might seem right to you, but the end, that end actually is a dead end. That end is death. But the end that I have for you is eternal life. So I want you to follow me in this prayer. Just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I ask you now to forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for bringing me into your work of new life. I believe you died on the cross, and I believe you rose 
with all power. And that power allows me to rise and walk <laughs> in your purpose, in your identity, in your plan. I receive you as my Lord, and I thank you for your grace, which enables me to live for you, to work for you, <laughs> to do those things that please you. In Jesus' name, amen.